What's up guys, coming back at you with another episode. I know what you're thinking. He's back with another one so soon. <laughs> well, yes, I am. Uh, I've been trying to get more out to you guys on a consistent basis. It's long overdue. But something has been stirring in my heart and my spirit that I want to share that I hope will give you encouragement and continue to challenge you at whatever age you're at or whatever you've been through. I know God has a calling for each and every person in this generation, and we're going to turn this world upside down. But I was reading Jeremiah chapter 1 and looking at his ministry and his call to the ministry and looking at how when God first called him, Jeremiah had all these different questions. He had all these different concerns. But God reassured Jeremiah, hey, I called you, so I'm going to give you all that you need to do what I have called you to do. And I feel like, you know, right now, in the time we're living in and everything that's going on for a while, for a long time, a lot of people, they have felt a burden in certain areas of life, in certain areas uh, of the world, and they just want to go impact the world for Jesus. But many look at their age, they look at their circumstances, and they say, that that could never be me, or God, how are you going to use me if I have this handicap, or if I have this problem, this issue, but I just want to let you know that God is still going to use you, regardless of what you've been through, regardless of, of what limitations you feel like you have, I mean, it's in those weaknesses that God is able to show his perfect strength, and he's able to be glorified even the more. So today I'm just going to get into depth, you know, uh, I'm going to dive deep into the word, you know, well, I may just touch on the surface of some things, but I just want to kind of show you the passion that I have for what's going to happen, what's about to take place. And I hope that this is of help to you and that it challenges you. So, I mean, just sit back and drink your coffee, whatever you gotta do, but just stay tuned and we're about to dive into the Word of God. Okay, so let's dive right in. I've been asking myself the same question over and over and over again, trying to wrap my mind around this concept. But seeing the climate of the world and all the things that are transpiring and seeing all the things that our elders have built in the faith, everything they've accomplished in prayer and fasting and sacrifice for this great faith, and I asked God, I'm just like, God, how are we as Generation Z, how are we going to carry this on? How are we going to take this to a new level? Like, we're limited in so many ways. Like, we don't have a whole lot to offer. We're young, you know, we don't have a whole lot of experience. But I got a quick check in my spirit. You know, sometimes God does it to you. You ask all these questions, and he's like, oh, that's cute. Let well, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So let me just tell you how it's going to happen. And I feel like we all end up in that place to where we see what people have done that have come before us. Our great elders, our pastors and our you know prophets and evangelists. We see what all they've accomplished in the spirit and all that they have built 
you know, the foundations that we the stand, that we stand on, the foundation, which is Jesus Christ and and the prayer and the fasting and the sacrifice. We see all this stuff and we see that now it's our turn to step up and to get into this thing and make the some sacrifices and pray and fast and win some stuff in the spirit just begin to you know change this world for jesus and like you know i asked god this i was like god so how are we gonna do it and i was quickly led to jeremiah you know jeremiah he was given his call in a time where there was so much going on so much corruption um you know, in the political climate and just everything that was going on at that time. And God would, he raised him up, you know, to, to basically, he said, I raised you up to, you know, to pluck up, to plant, to do all this stuff, you know, with my people. And he caused Jeremiah to feel this burden and to kind of see everything from God's perspective and just begin to speak truth wherever he went. And he started off by telling Jeremiah, you know, don't look at their faces because I'm, I'm with you to deliver you. But all you have to do is speak what I give you to speak. And Jeremiah was like, God, I'm only a child. Like, I can't speak. I can't do this for you. And God was like, don't say that I'm only a child. You're going to say whatever I, I give you to say. And you're going to go wherever I send you to go. Because I'm with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that's God's promise to us. Like, even if you feel like. That I'm only a child or I'm only a young person that has no experience. I have nothing to offer. Just keep in mind that God has already given you exactly what you need. Like he wouldn't have said go if he didn't already have stuff in line for you to succeed and for you to to be effective in what he's called you to do. And we see all through Jeremiah's life, he was he was he just began to weep and, and cry over the sins of the people. And he really had a heart like God's heart. Like he began to see everything from God's perspective. And he had to speak what God said speak no matter what people had to say about it. And that's something that's kind of difficult in the society that we live in. You know, the, the world that we live in. Because when you speak truth, when you speak the truth of God's word, it's automatically considered hate. You know, you hate me because you speak against what I do. No, it's not that, but it's just I have to please God rather than man. I have to stand beside God's word, stand on God's word and his power and the power of the Holy Ghost to proclaim all that he tells me to speak. You know, because if I don't and you you perish in your sins or, you know, in, in the idolatry that's taken over this world, then, hey, your blood is on my hands. And it's not so much that I want to be free from the guilt, but it's just I have a I have a burden. I have a passion to see people get to enjoy the eternal life that God has to offer all of those who believe in him and are baptized in his name and are filled with his spirit are identified with him and adopted into his family. And, you know, it's just I mean, I see our, our, our generation, I see so many people that I've I've known along the way in my journey and they have so many great things to offer but it's just the world puts you in this box to where there's certain things that you can't say and you can't do or you're going to be judged for it but when you look at the apostles during their time during the days of the early church they didn't care what people had to say about them they didn't care how people felt about what they had to say as long as they were speaking what God told them to say you know, 
they were fine. They were they were pleased, even if they had to suffer for the for Christ and for preaching the gospel. Paul, you know, he was telling them, "I'm not ashamed of the I'm not ashamed of the gospel." You know, it's 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 the power of God. It's it'll lead you to salvation. And something that I had to realize was that the word of God will will bring conviction. It will bring that you know that that power to tear down before it can build up. It has to get rid of what is is blocking the power of God and blocking the the transformation before it can heal and it can fix. It's a you know the word of God is a double-edged sword. The same word that will bless you and cause things to be multiplied in your life is the same word that will convict you and bring you to your knees in repentance. You know, godly sorrow it it leads to repentance. It leads to you realizing that you know, my life is not my own. This is much bigger than just me. And it's no little I and, and big use. It's, it's none of that. It's just wherever and whenever I can be used, I just want to do that. I want to make God proud. That's the mentality we have to have. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, as long as I'm pleasing God, that's all that matters. Because in the end, only what you do for God is going to last. This, 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 this stuff here on earth is going to pass away, but what you do for God is going to last forever and he's going to reward you for that but don't limit yourself don't tell yourself that I'm not good enough I can't do this I'm I don't have what it takes to carry this on because our elders they they have built so much they have sacrificed so much and we can't drop the ball we have to keep it going and I'm proud to say that I'm a part of the United Pentecostal Church International because I just see the the global missions, the 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 uh, just everything that, that that they're doing, all the daughter works and all the the missionaries that are being funded, the evangelists that are going out preaching the word of God, the pastors that are carrying this truth, the truth of baptism and repentance and and just man, it's it's so wonderful to see this, and I'm just I'm proud to be a, a part of an organization, a part of the body of Christ that preaches the truth of God's word and doesn't compromise. On biblical truth and doctrine it's just man I just want to be like them I want to to carry this to the next level and, and first of all make God proud but also you know make my elders proud make my pastor proud make the people that that have paved the way for us I just want to make them proud and let them know that we're gonna keep this going we're gonna keep this at a high level we're not going to let it let it drop but we're going to change this world for jesus because when i get to those gates i want to hear well done my good and faithful servant i want to be able to look my savior in the face and say that i did exactly what you wanted me to do i was selfless i sacrificed my life i sacrificed my reputation everything i had that I felt meant so much. I mean, it, it meant nothing when it come, came to, you know, the kingdom of God. It was whatever I can do for God, that's what I want to do. And it's not so much based on what you can do, but your faith in God will automatically produce the works. It will produce what you do. You know, your fruit will show. People will observe and see that this is a true man or woman of God that's preaching the word of God, that's that's prophesying, that's being used and not afraid to speak when it's time to speak and not afraid to stand for what's right. It's not saying go out and 
be hateful and condemn people, but just preach the word of God. Preach truth. The truth will stand on its own. The truth will defend itself. Because if we look back at our lives, we'll see that God had to come with grace and he had to come with truth. He sent Jesus Christ himself in flesh and grace and truth came through him because if, you know, if, like I said once before, if truth would have came first, we would have all been dead. We would have we would have been in, in, in hell. We'd have had no way to get back to God. But because he loved his people so much, he died. He rose again. He submitted himself to the death of the cross. Even though he's God, he said, I'm going to die for my people and I'm going to rise again so I can give them power to proclaim this good news and bring more people into my family so we can celebrate and we can be in each other's presence on the day that I come back and receive my church, a church that it was without spot or blemish, but they're ready. They pre they've prepared themselves. They made themselves ready to be received into my kingdom. And I just want everybody in this generation to just develop that passion and that burden for the things of God. Seek after it like never before. Jesus is soon to make his return. And it's time for us to, to use what we have and not limit ourselves to just what we think we can do, but we have to see ourselves through the eyes of God. I can't stress this enough, but what is taking place is not about competition. It's about availability. Who's making themselves available to be used for the master? That's what it's all about. It's not about which person can do this and which person can do that. It's about who's making themselves available. You know, there's a lot of people that have that may have a big platform. They may have all the credentials and all this stuff, but if they haven't made themselves available, I mean, God, he'll pick somebody else or he'll 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 pick the person who we don't expect to do anything he he will use them to do something great whether it's small or big they're still being effective and useful in the kingdom of god so don't think it's about competition or it's about uh can i do better than this person but it's about working alongside your brothers and sisters in christ and just making sure that we're providing the necessary encouragement we're rejoicing with those who rejoice. We're weeping with those who weep. And we are making sure that we are standing up for right at all times. It's not about, you know, who I can I can slander or who I can say this about and it'll shut down what they're doing. It's not about that. It's about who's preaching the word of God, who's preaching the truth of God's word and not compromising and who's living at the example. You know, having their life is an, is, is an example to all of those that they that they witness to and minister to it's not so much about can i preach the best sermon or can i make the greatest points in my sermon or you know anything like that it's about standing for on on the word of god and doing it in love just spreading the truth in love not being hateful like i said and inconsiderate of people's sensitivities and emotions but it's just letting them know you know i have the answer everybody's looking for an answer everybody thinks they have this special remedy or solution and I'm here to tell you that the only answer that we have is Jesus the only one that can help us to change what we see is Jesus Christ he gives us the power to do so there's no way we we can expect to go somewhere in our own power in our own strength in our own flesh and change anything because 
in our flesh, like Paul said, dwelleth no good thing. There's nothing good that can come from my own ability and my own strength. Yes, God has given you gifts and talents, but also he wants those to be put with like, you know, put together with his spirit and his power. And it's going to be more effective in what you're doing and what he's calling you to do. So it's not about I can sing better than this person or I can minister better than this person. It's about who's making themselves available. Who's going to, to, to stand on the truth that there is only one God and his name is Jesus. That you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the only saving name. There is no other name given among men. Given given that you know that we can be saved and we can be redeemed where there's a remission of sins Jesus is the only saving name that the power of God the Holy Spirit is what will help you to live above this life of sin and live above this world this world's way of doing stuff and this world's system and I was one of these people but I will always say man somewhere in the future I'm gonna do these great things for God I'm going to start to fast and pray and I'm going to do all this stuff for God and then he's going to use me. But God is saying, he's challenging us now. What are you going to do now to make yourself ready? What are you going to do now to make sure that you're at the place that I want you to be whenever this starts to happen? It's happening now and people are hungry. They're ready for that person to come to them and say, hey, I see what you're going through. I see all the, the questions you have, but I have an answer for you. I may not have all the right answers, but I know that there is one answer, one person that can change your life forever. And you will never look back and think that, you know, I regret, I regret accepting Jesus into my heart. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. No man can come to the Father except through him. No man can come to that eternal power except through him. Jesus is the way to access eternal life and access freedom from a life of sin, freedom from oppression, freedom from injustice, all these things. And, you know, we often get this mindset that, you know, I'm not going to worry about what's going on now. I'm just getting to heaven to my eternal reward. Whoever comes, you know, they come and whoever doesn't, they, they don't. But that's not the mindset that Jesus wants us to have. He wouldn't have placed us here if he didn't want us to do something in this world to, to, do as much as we can to make this world a place where we can dwell, you know, in, in peace and in harmony. But first, it must come through persecution. Persecution usually brings revival. It usually brings uh, a softness in the hearts of men where they begin to realize that we need God. I'm no longer looking for a man or, or you know, a, a human being to to save me or to, to change what I see in this world. Yes, they're placed here for a reason. Yes, we need, you know, we need the laws of the land. We need that authority. But we must first depend on God and depend on Him to, to empower them to do as He would want them to do. Not their own personal agendas or anything like that, but we have to depend on God. We can't be dependent on man's power and man's ability to get us through the hard times. And that's why I feel like you know, a lot of stuff has been shut down. A lot of stuff has been placed on hold. A lot of the things that we put before God has been placed on hold. So we can get back to that place where we realize that Jesus is my main focus. He's my main 
concerned. He's my main uh, motivation in everything that I do. It's no longer about what I want to do and what I want to, you know, I want to have in life. God, he, you know, he's going to take care of you. He's going to make sure you're okay. But first, you have to seek his kingdom. Seek his righteousness. Seek all these things first, and then the rest will be added according to your need. According to what he knows will help you to succeed and, and excel and be effective in your ministry. Whatever I have, whatever you have in life, it's ultimately for the benefit of the kingdom. How can I use what I have to benefit God's kingdom and bring more people into his family? Because, I mean, what he that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to develop that burden, that passion to pray for his lost sheep. Because he's going to seek them out. He's going, he's going to go find them. He's going to leave the 99 to get the one. He's going to search out that prodigal. He's going to be waiting with that signet ring to, to restore their authority and their, their influence in the kingdom. He's not going to condemn them, but he's, he's waiting. He's ready, and he's going to use men and women of God to go to them and say, Hey, Jesus is looking for you. Your father is looking for you. He's ready to receive you. He's not going to condemn you. He's going to clean you up. He's going to restore you. He's going to place you where you are destined to be. That's the most important thing. That's what we're here for, ambassadors, to stake claim in a foreign land. We're just passing through, but while we are here, while we are in this earthly realm, let's do all that we can for God. Whatever you have to offer, use it. Whatever you feel like you should do, do it. Pray. Allow God to lead you and show you, God, where is, where is it that you want me to be? What are you calling me to do? And allow him to lead you. It's not about competition. It's not about competition. There's so many philosophies and, and doctrines and theologies in this world. And, you know, a lot of people just, you know, they either have just shut their ears to the truth and don't want to hear it or they just are seriously hurting they seriously have hurts and they have pains that need to be healed and the only person that can heal them is jesus christ but we are medics we're sent out for a purpose for a reason we're sent out to to bind up you know the things that have been been hurt and you know lead them to to the the, the one and only person that can help them and save them and free them from a life of sin and bind their wounds and, and heal their broken hearts. Because there are true hurts, there are true pains that a lot of people are experiencing. And it has been there since they were young children. But it's our job to seek God to lead us to those people so we can lead them to the answer. That's the most important thing. Please. Please develop that burden. Please develop that passion. I can't stress it enough. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm, my, my intent is not to go on and on and on and keep saying the same thing, but I can't stress it enough. Everybody is important. Everybody is important. God's will is, is, is that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All should come to the truth and the knowledge that he is the mighty God in Christ. He is God Almighty. He is Jesus Christ. He is the healer. He is the provider. He is everything that we need. And that's how we're going to turn the world upside down. That is how we're going to be used. Jeremiah, he 
he may have started off with a fear of what people would say. He may have started off with the fear that I won't be able to effectively be used. But once he had that reassurance that God is with me, if you notice, before Jeremiah even said a word, even before he started his ministry, God said, I already placed my words in your mouth. Jeremiah didn't even speak to anyone yet. But God said, I've given you what you need. Don't put any thought into what you're going to say. Don't don't go before them and care, you know, be concerned so much about how they look at you or how they feel because you're doing what I told you to do. What you're going to mess up is you're going to go there and you're going to you're going to go in your own strength and you're going to be confounded before them. You're not going to know what to say. You're not going to know how to reach them because you haven't depended on me and trusted in me. I've given you what you need. All you have to do is open your mouth. Do what you can do. And I'll do my part. I've already done my part, but all I, I need a vessel. I need a willing vessel that's going to open themselves up to be used by me that I can flow through. That's a channel. There's many channels that God uses to enter into this world that we're in and, and, and allow his power to, to overcome the evil. He flows through a man or woman of God that has made themselves available. Don't limit yourself. You are important. You are essential. There's something that's about to take place in this world. I can feel it. I know a lot of people have been feeling it, but God is shaking things up. And he's getting us in place. He's positioning people in just the right place to where when this thing blows up, it's going to be like a wildfire. Brother James Wilson preached a powerful message. You can't outrun a wildfire. It's, man, that, that was so powerful. But I, I just... I praise God and I thank him that he's equipped so many people and he's given so many people callings and anointings that is just like none other. Be that person that is going to make themselves available and realize that everything that I need is in God and God is going to use me to do exactly what I need to do and exactly what he wants me to do. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Bring the truth of God and the kingdom of God down to this earth so this world can be transformed. I hope you've enjoyed everything that I've said. If you have any questions, any concerns, or you just want to simply, you know, show some support or just, you know, be in agreement and, and be in prayer with me that this generation would grab a hold of a burden like never before. I hope you all have a great day, a great week. I'll come back soon with something else. Um, but I love you all, and God bless you. There's just one more thing that I want to point out. You know, when we look at the, the day of Pentecost, and we look, out, look at when the Spirit was poured out upon those that were in the upper room, and people begin to witness what was going on. You know, there were prophecies hanging over the head of humanity, so to speak, that were ready to be fulfilled. And they had to tarry in Jerusalem, tarry in the upper room until the promise of the Father came. And the people that were the ones that condemned Jesus and that nailed him to the cross were the same people that when they witnessed the power of God, when Peter preached under the power of the Holy Ghost, the same Peter that oftentimes limited himself by his perspective and what he knew and what he saw, 
when he was preaching on the power of the Holy Ghost and he was used by God, he brought a convicting message to the people that tore down what they had harbored in their heart and began to rebuild. And when they began to rebuild in their life, they begin to ask the question, what shall we do to save ourselves from this generation, from this wicked generation? What shall we do to be forgiven of what we've committed? We realize that we've messed up. We realize what we've done through your preaching and through the conviction power, the convicting power that the Holy Ghost brings. We understand that we've messed up. So how do we get free from this? And Peter was letting them know, hey, there's, there's an answer. You repent. You turn from, you make a 180 turn, you go in the other, other direction and you realign yourself with God and let him know, hey, I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for all the times I put up this wall and this barricade, this barrier between me and you that, that I didn't want you to be involved in my life. And then you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You are identified with his burial in the tomb. You are buried in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. You identify yourself with his death. And then you receive the spirit. You're raised in, in, in new life. You, you're given a new life that is symbolic of, of how Jesus was raised out of the tomb on the third day. And the evidence of you being filled with this overcoming power that allows you to live above sin, live above the past life of mistakes, the evidence of that is you're going to receive a new language. You're going to receive a heavenly language that... You know, it signifies that, okay, I'm a part of a different world. I'm a part of a different family. I'm no longer just attached to this carnal world, but I'm attached to the kingdom of God and to the family of God. I am now a son of God. And, I, and now I can be used and be more effective in this world and change the world for the kingdom of God. Just as a baby receives a language when they are born, is the same way that when you're born again, you you know, when babies are born, they speak this language that you can't really understand. It's like gibberish. But when you're born again of the water and of the spirit, you receive a language, a heavenly language that signifies that you have been freed from the law of sin and death. And you have been raised to life in Christ. You've been given a new path. And now you're able to impact this world for Jesus and just be someone that is mightily used of God, able to stand on that day and say, God, I've set myself in line and I've gotten my relationship with you. I've gotten a burden for the lost and I wasn't afraid to speak. I wasn't afraid to be used. I wasn't afraid to sacrifice my life for the for the cause of, of the Christ of Christ. And I just encourage you, this is the only saving message. This is the answer to the problems that we see in this world. So what are you going to do with what you have?